Hi, I'm Kelsey Farias. And I'm Armando Farias. And each week we will be sharing knowledge and inspiration on becoming a better you. Feeling down, defeated, or looking at how to better yourself? We got you. Already successful? Great. Let's help you achieve even more. Sit back and get prepared to hear about overcoming challenges related to self-development such as mental health, relationships, goal setting, personal growth, fitness, and dream building. Welcome Welcome to to Self-Love Sit-Downs. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Self-Love Sit-Downs. Armando and Kelsey here with you today. Today, we bring you some uh, six techniques that you can apply to create better habits. And this comes from the book, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Um, If you haven't read this book, this is an amazing book to read. This Mm -hmm. is uh, kind of, it puts it really basic and it's really easy read. And it gives you great ideas on what compound really is, right? How you can implement little things in life and anything really and watch it grow, you know, because a lot of the times we want to make a change and see big changes. But a lot of the times it's just small changes is what gets you to your goal. And that's what we're we'll going to be talking to you about today. It's going to be those six techniques. What can you do today to help you achieve your goals? And I apologize for my stuffy, nasally sound. I am uh, feeling under the weather. I got a little bit of a cold. It's not COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what everybody has. To, like, they feel the need to say that when they're stuffy or anything. Poor Ariana. That girl has the worst allergies. And so she's like, if I was, if I were always having to like fend for myself, I would be taking a test every week. Like, because she's just constantly with her damn allergies. Yeah, it sucks. I just feel bad for And it sucks like being like actually having a cold because normally you have a cold and you're like, well, Okay, I mean, to have a cold, you're out in public, whatever else, you're taking care of yourself, right? But now you have a cold and you like sneeze or you cough and like, I feel like the whole Everybody. room like turns and looks at you. <laughs> yeah, but he's, we've actually both been tested and we're in the clear. So, okay, so the compound effect. So I just want to talk real quickly, reread this in my book club, which if you are unaware, we're taking a little bit of a pause through the summer on the book club, just because it. I have some other projects I need to work on and devote my time to, but you can find it on Facebook. You can message me and I'll send you the link to join. We just read this book, The Compound Effect. This is not the first time that I've read this book, but I will tell you this book is for anything, anything and everything. If you're just trying to grow, do better, be better, have a quick read, like Armando said, it's a very easy read. I have so many things marked up in this book. There's just so many, like this is one of those books, you know, those situations or things that you hear and you're like, oh my gosh, that was made so simple, so easy. You almost feel like, how did I not think of this myself type situation? There's a lot of those moments with this book. It's just a really, really good book. And like I said, can be applied to so many things, business, fitness, like just so many different categories, whatever you're looking to do, you can find things that are going to help you in this book. So, okay. And I will say one more little reminder for buying books, go to thriftbooks.com. A lot of times you can find used books on there and they're like two, three dollars. You spend over ten dollars and you get free shipping. Just a really, really 
affordable place to find books. You won't always find the book you're looking for on there. Um, then you can go to Amazon, but just a little money saving hack. That was not a paid sponsorship, so don't feel like it was. No, that was not at all. It's just like, (laughs) that's, I can't believe, I can't even remember how I heard about thrift books, but I've bought so many books on there and every time, I don't know, it's like a game to me. I'll go find the book, buy the book, and then I go to Amazon and see how much I would have paid. And I'm like, oh, damn, you just saved $7. I'm like, let's go to Starbucks and spend it on a coffee. Wow. (laughs) Okay. So why you actually came here. Number one, set yourself up for success. So this is really important when you're trying to build good habits, and this can be applied to literally anything, right? But I'm going to use an example of health and fitness. So if you're trying to build the habit of going to the gym regularly, set yourself up for success. Don't tell yourself, maybe you're not a morning person. Maybe you're normally somebody who rolls out of bed at like 10 in the morning, And if you're like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week at 5 a.m., that's not setting yourself up for success. Or if you're giving yourself the smallest window to do things and it's just not realistic, that's not setting yourself up for success because we have to make things as convenient as possible. I know I've used this example before. Convenience stores make hella money. You want to know why? Because it's convenient. You can go to Safeway or Costco, Costco, you can buy a case of how many waters? It's like 30 or like 40 a, waters. Yeah, like a 30 it's pack so of water. many for under $3, but you'll go to the convenience store and pay $3 for a bottle of water. Or one bottle. So convenience, it, it convenience just, is king. Yeah, it makes sense. So you have to make things as convenient as possible. That's setting yourself up for success. Something that I do, this may sound and seem ridiculous, but when I'm going to get up and go to the gym in the morning, I literally pick out my gym clothes, have my water bottle filled in the fridge. I have the dog's food bowls filled and in the closet that we keep them stored in so that I can get up, let them out, put their dog bowls down so that they can eat, then I can go, you know what I mean? Just making it a very, like everything flows very nicely. It's all very seamless. Yes. I mean, she even has her car started the night before too. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Not to that extent. I'm not, not with these fuel prices. Okay. But just making things flow really easily for yourself so that there is as little resistance as possible because especially when you're trying, I mean, especially guys, when you're thinking about the gym, yeah, like, make it as mindless as possible. Like like Kelsey said, I mean, have everything picked out, have everything lined up. So you literally have to just roll out of bed and just your clothes is there, your water is ready to go. You got everything ready in the car. Like everything's ready to go just as seamless and mindless as possible. The easier you make it on yourself, the more likely that you will be going to the gym or doing whatever you need to do that you were holding yourself back from. I'll give you another example because I feel like I, I will default a lot of times to fitness just because that's like my, you know, specialty. So I'm going to try to give you another example with this, like setting yourself up for success. This is one that he uses in the book. And I can relate so hard to this because I'm an addict with my email. I'm constantly checking my email. And something he was implementing was only checking his email three times a day because he could just get lost in his email, which I feel this to the depths of my soul. 
So setting yourself up for success in that sense is maybe having a reminder three times a day to check your email, turning off all notifications to your email, maybe not having your email on your phone so that you can't just easily pop in there, right? Because, okay, I don't know if you've ever taken like a social media detox or anything. I did for a while and I deleted the apps and I would constantly, without even thinking, it was such a habit to go and just click onto the different social media. I replaced them with things like the podcast icon and, you know, things that were going to kind of like help me. And I was like, wow, I click on these so many times and I didn't even like, I just picked up my phone you know, read a text message and automatically went to go where those social media were, you know, it was just very eye opening. So it's that muscle memory, honestly, what it is like, it's when you find yourself doing that and be like, dang it, it's not even there anymore. Because I moved it. It's because you've created such a habit, you've created such muscle memory that it's a mindless thing. Think about tying your shoes, right? You don't get up in the morning and put your shoes on and be like, okay, grab my left lace, grab my right lace. Mm -hmm. Let me let me do the bunny ears. Let me loop, swoop and pull type of thing. You don't think about any of that because you've done it so much throughout your your entire life that it's all that muscle memory. Instead, you throw your shoes on, you're tying your shoes and you're thinking about what you're going to do, what you're going to have for breakfast, what you're going to do on your drive to work. You're thinking about other stuff. So a habit is, is, is creating that good muscle memory. And that's what Kelsey did by removing those apps is you, you get that eye opener that crap, I use this a lot without even thinking about it. My mind, my, my, my hands just go straight to this app. Okay. The next one. Think addition, not subtraction. I've actually been saying this for a long time because this is a really big thing with fitness clients is that they feel as though they, I can't have these things. I can't have that. I can't have that, right? When you're trying to kind of dial in your nutrition. And so something that I've talked about is adding. Think of addition. Think of adding things in because that's that's much more positive than constantly thinking of subtraction. Because if you're adding in more fruits, maybe you really love kiwi and watermelon. Think of, okay, I'm going to start adding in more kiwi and watermelon. I love it, but that's going to fill me up so that I don't have as much room for the chips and chocolate and things at the end of the night, right? Having and make those things convenient for yourself. Maybe every morning, you cut up some fruit and stuff like that and have it ready because you know in the evening you have a sweet tooth, right? So instead of like, oh, I can't have chocolate or whatever. Well, maybe you tell yourself, okay, if I have X number of pieces of fruit and I'm still craving it, then I'll have my chocolate, right? So think addition, not so much subtraction because that just kind of creates a negative relationship with things for us. And so we want to think of how can I add things in that are going to fill the time or fill the space or fill the hunger with positive versus things that are going to hurt me, right? So thinking addition versus subtraction. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, when I think of that, I think of uh, like road trips, especially with summer coming up. A lot of times we stop at gas stations. What do you want? want, What do you want to grab? You want to grab the chips. You want to grab the candy, candy. the sour candy, the everything else. So instead of doing that, maybe pre-pack like turkey jerky, beef jerkies, a little bit higher protein stuff, Um, maybe pack smaller bags of candy so you're not grabbing the freaking family size or the family size of bag of chips. So little things like that, that you can just add to your daily, um, daily things that you're doing, your daily travels, that'll definitely help you and set you up for success. And in the sense of, you know, another example of this would be if you're trying to watch less TV, spend more 
or spend less time on social media, find a hobby, find something that you're going to work on. Maybe if you're somebody who's watching TV for hours every night, you tell yourself, okay, I only get 30 minutes to watch TV and then I'm going to fill it with this new hobby, whatever that may be, right? Maybe you go on walks, take your dog on a walk in the evening. Again, adding other things in to fill the time so that you have less time for the bad habit that you're trying to break, right? Okay, the third one, go for a PDA, public display of accountability. In this section, he goes on to talk about, and man, I don't even remember when this book was written, but it was a long time ago. And he's like, with social media now, which now social media has blown up even more from when this book was written. He talks about with social media now, it makes it really, really simple to tell a lot of people that, oh, I'm going to like, I'm training for a marathon, right? You go on social media and talk about that. You feel a different level of accountability because you've just told, you know, however many followers you have, oh, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm working on. And so having that public display of accountability can make you feel a little bit more, you know, if you're somebody who has a hard time following through with things, that might make you feel as though, okay, you know what, maybe I should actually do the things or, you know, maybe you're trying to quit smoking or, you know what I mean, whatever it is. Eating healthier, whatever it is, start a business. And you're going to have those people that you've told, wow, now I'm going to, you're going to have that awkward conversation a month from now and be like, you're going to run into somebody out in the public and be like, hey, how's that marathon training going? Mm -hmm. Well, about that, you know? So you have that accountability. Um, When you were talking about like, Telling all your Facebook friends that made me think of that movie due date when uh, he's like, I have 30 friends. 10 of those are pending. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that movie. Okay. So the next one, number four, find a success buddy. And man, this is really powerful. Accountability buddies are really, really important for your success because again, you're not always going to be motivated. You're not always going to want to follow through. You're not always going to want to do the things. So this is why a lot of times you have partners, right? You have somebody who can pick up, pick you up when you're down, you know? And I think of this even in the sense of business, business partners, you know, everybody has their strengths. Uh, Likely you're not both going to be motivated at the same time. So it's nice that you can kind of lean on each other in that aspect, Um, gym buddies. It's nice to have a spotter, to have somebody who, if you don't show up, they're going to be like, uh, Hey bro, where are you at type situation? You know? So finding an accountability buddy, hopefully somebody more so that aligns with whatever you're working towards. Maybe you have somebody who's also training for a marathon. So you guys go on one big run a week together, or maybe you have somebody who's also just starting a business and you guys can, you know, share in your wins and share in your struggles and kind of bounce ideas off each other, but keep each other moving in the right direction, right? So accountability buddy in whatever habit or goal that you're working towards can be so powerful just because you're not always going to feel like doing it. You're going to have obstacles that make you want to quit and having somebody to kind of talk you off that ledge or push you when you need it can really help get you to, you know, the, you know, having the good habit or achieving the goal. 
Yeah, I think that's super important. I mean, that goes both ways. I think like Kelsey said is you want to have that person because when you're motivated, the other person might not be motivated. So it's going to be up to you to, to push them, to get them up, to get them up and moving, to get them going and vice versa. You might be in a slump where you just want to sit down and watch TV, but you know, you should go to the gym, but you're just like, man, I'm just going to sit down and hang out. And the other person comes in. It's like, Hey, we talked about going to the gym. Let's go to the gym. And maybe that's all you need. You need that little push. I'm like, okay, let's go. Number five, competition, man. Oh. I'm such a competitive person. Sometimes I have to like opt out of being in competitions because I just get, I get too into it. And sometimes it can get a little ugly for me. So, but competition works, man. I'll give this example. Uh, one of my really, really close friends, we have been doing over at Empowered Through Fitness, we've been doing a monthly walking challenge, walking 50 miles, except for February. I think we did 45 since it was so much shorter of a month walking 50 miles a month. And it just kind of like you use the Nike Run Club app. It's completely free. If you'd like to join, please message me on Instagram. We'll get you added. Uh, and one of my girlfriends was like, oh, I don't really need this, but I want to do it. She got outbeat one month. So she was like, I have to do it again. She completed it in like half the amount of time the next month. I was like, girl, that is not what this is for. This is just to get you up and moving more. She's like, I had to be number one. I could not risk somebody else taking the lead. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So she literally, I think one day she walked like 11 miles. That's something wild yeah. just to finish it. I'm like, oh my gosh. But competition, like a lot of people get really motivated when you're in numbers. You know, I don't love group fitness classes just because they're very vanilla. They're not always like challenging you to the same degree. A lot of times it's more of like a hit workout versus strength training. And there's a ton of benefits for strength training. But one thing I will give to group fitness is it's very motivating when you're in numbers, when you're, even if you don't necessarily feel like you're competing with the person next to you, other people's energy and how they're showing up can also kind of feed into your energy in some situations. And so that's why I really believe in good competition and, you know, power in numbers. If other people see that you're not doing it, that kind of can also be like a bit of accountability yeah, for I you. Yeah, I mean, that's because they, they they pick you up, right? When you're mm -hmm. feeling down or maybe you're, you're not able to do that last rep or that last move or that last whatever it is that you're doing in a group fitness environment. And you have all these people pushing you along and cheering you on to finish the job, finish the workout. Okay, and the last one, number six. You've heard us talk about this before, but celebrate. It can be really... It can be really exhausting to be working so hard for things, working towards goals and good habits, and we forget to celebrate how far we've come. And when we just feel like we're working, 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 running, running, running without celebration and excitement, it we can kind of lose that steam. And so ensuring that you're having those milestones of like, oh my gosh, I've gone this many days without that bad habit or... Maybe I've, you know, eaten, you know, you keep track of like, oh my gosh, I've, you know, hit my nutrition goals for the last 10 days. When we see a streak of something, that can also be motivating, right? So keeping track and celebrating along the way towards good habit building or towards your goal, that can help also keep you motivated because a lot of times, you know, a girlfriend and I just talked about this. I don't love that saying 
of don't look back, you're not going that way. While I do believe in it, and yes, I get the idea behind it, I really, really like the idea of looking back because a lot of times we're working towards something that seems so far away. You know, when we set a habit that we want to embrace or a goal, a lot of times we're pretty far from it and it's going to take quite a bit of work to get there, right? They say you can build a habit in 90 days and I think that's trash. I think it takes much, much longer than that. Let me tell you that. I've seen it too much with clients, okay? So it can feel like we're so far from it. I think it's also important to turn around and look back and see like, oh, okay, you know what? I'm not quite there yet, but I've also come so far from where I was. And that alone is success because most like what's that other saying of like you're lapping everybody who's sitting on the couch, you know, talking about people who are trying to, you know, become runners or, you know what I mean? Like the people that aren't even trying, you're doing so much better and you've come so far already, like keep going. And so I think that can also be motivating, but it's just important to celebrate, celebrate the milestones, give yourself checkpoints. And this is why it's also important to really be checking in with yourself on how you're doing and building these habits and goals and all of those things. Because if you're not kind of reevaluating things. You're not seeing what's working, what's not working, how far you've come. You know what I mean? So I think that's that's really, really important to do along any journey that you're working on becoming a better version yeah, of yourself. Yeah, I think it's really important when you when you talk about that, it makes me think of like going on a hike, right? You start a hike, you know, it's 10 miles in and you can see the top and you're hiking in and you're going two miles and you're going three miles and you're going four miles and you still look at the top like it looks so far away that looks so far and we haven't gone very far but if you turn around you stop you take a look at where you've come you've already traveled five miles you can take a deep breath in and realize like wow this is a I, this is a beautiful place to be look at what look what we've accomplished look we've look how far we've come it's one of those like stop and smell the roses type of thing because if you keep your head down the entire time when you get to your goal i don't believe you enjoyed as much i don't mm-hmm. believe it's as as, as, as is as exciting as it should be because you didn't celebrate the small wins along the way. So definitely stop, celebrate those wins and, and embrace those. And those are going to keep you motivated. Those are going to keep you motivated to keep on going because if you just keep your head down and focus on the goal, uh, you're going to get there and realize like, wow, this is, I love achieving my goal, but I didn't really enjoy getting here. Yeah. I think it's important because part of, part of, you know, achieving something or, working towards a new good habit is also the journey to get there. You know, you learn a lot of important lessons along the way that can help you in future endeavors. And it's still, even though you're not quite where you want to be, this is still life. Life is still happening right now. And even if you're not quite there, you're on your way to it. And you have to appreciate every step of the journey because I think we can very easily get lost in the what we lack, right? But it's important to also see how far you've come and enjoy the process of getting there. And like I said, the lessons that you're learning and all of that, because life is happening today. Like Mm -hmm. happiness, you have to find happiness in the journey, not just looking at it again, kind of going back to the addition one is like, try to put a positive twist on it. Like this is also part of the process. This is part of growth. This is part of you becoming the person that you want to be. Life is right now, you know, so make sure that you're enjoying it, celebrating and getting excited for what's to come. Cause I'll tell you, you'll, 
you'll make goals and habits that you want to achieve. You'll get them and then you'll always make more, you know? So there's Mm -hmm. no, there's never going to be like an end to it. So you have to learn to love it while you're in it. Because if not, you're just going to be miserable and always feel like, oh, well, now I have to do this. Now I have to do this. No, you need to be enjoying right now because new levels bring new devils. I'll tell you that for damn sure, because I've been on this growth journey and you always want more. Once you get a taste of the next level, you're like, oh, now that I've done this, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. What's next? So enjoy what's happening. Life is happening now. and. That's all I've got. Awesome. Well, guys, that's all we have for you today. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please share it with a friend. Share it with us. Tag us in it. Let us know what your takeaways because we greatly appreciate those. With that, we leave you. We will see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Self Love Sit Downs. If you like this episode, please leave us a review. In the world of podcasting, the only way to climb the ranks is by receiving feedback via comments and ratings in return, reaching as many people as possible. As always, if you love this episode or know someone who would find value in this, share it with a friend and tag us. You can find us on Instagram at Kelsey underscore Teddy and Mondofarius05. For any additional feedback, you can email us at selflovesitdowns at gmail.com.